Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyrie Thompson giving you a practice report from Gillette Stadium after Monday's session. Shells only today, so just shoulder pads and shorts, and not a terribly intense practice. It was probably 70, at most 85% speed and intensity, I'd say, most of the time. As Bill Belichick mentioned before practice, a day to clean things up a little bit, especially for the offense and get ready for joint practices tomorrow and Wednesday against the Carolina Panthers who are coming here to Gillette Stadium to get things going. But a couple of things to take away from practice. Just like last Tuesday, which came on the heels of Monday's really disastrous practice for the offense, things looked a lot better today. Passing offense especially looked pretty smooth. Mac Jones was completing passes all over the place, short and intermediate especially. Uh, he found Jonu Smith quite a bit, found Hunter Henry as well over the middle, Jacoby Myers over the middle as well. Generally looked a lot more comfortable and what we're used to seeing from Mac Jones. The offensive line protected him well. I didn't count too many times where there was an obvious sack or would have been a sack if it were a live situation with another team. The offense practiced a lot more play action today, a lot more RPO sort of game. And generally everything looked pretty well executed and well protected, which gave the quarterback some time to scan things down the field and look for some bigger chunk plays. Again, not fully competitive for practice today, but still a good sign. Starting tackle Trent Brown said after practice that tomorrow was going to be the first big test for this offense. So we'll see how they respond. One housekeeping note, Isaiah Wynn starting right tackle was not in attendance today at practice and neither was Justin Haran, who had been serving as the primary swing tackle, but suffered an injury during last Thursday's preseason game and didn't play very well before that. In their stead, Yadni Kajust filled in on the right side of the offensive line and once again, just like Tuesday's practice, looked pretty good. And I think last Tuesday, the run game also looked better with Kajust in the game. So something to keep in mind here. What's going on with Wynn in particular, or when might we see him again? And has Kajust overtaken Justin Haran officially? 
Bumping over to the defensive side of things, I think we might be seeing some confirmation of what I and others have been hinting at with this cornerback room. When the defense and offense, when the ones went out there for semi-competitive drills later on in practice in terms of team drills, 11-on-11s, the cornerbacks, the starting cornerbacks were Jonathan Jones, were Jalen Mills, and Jonathan Jones. So the first play that they did was three safeties on the field and a linebacker. The next play... Marcus Jones, the third-round rookie, comes in as the starting slot cornerback with Jonathan Jones staying on the outside. The Patriots might be showing us that they think those are the three best cornerbacks in their room right now, even though Jonathan Jones has long been the slot guy, that Marcus Jones has played well enough to be on the field without it hurting the defense and being able to bump Jonathan Jones outside and use him that way. We also saw a bit of Jack Jones flashing today. He had a couple of nice pass breakups, including one on a slant to Christian Wilkerson. Wilkerson did get him later on a deep ball down the field, which was a nice play for somebody who's been coming on over the last couple of weeks, really showing off some improved hands from what he had last year, and that might serve Wilkerson in terms of making this team. He's always looked the part. It's just been about catching the football. He's been doing a good job of that lately. But again, Jack Jones, if he continues ball hawking the way that he has, maybe that's somebody who's going to see some snaps on the outside sooner than we think. And again, we're starting to look, especially if Jack Jones is continuing to play well, one of these veterans might end up being a casualty when it comes down to cuts. We'll have to see how that turns out. Another note on the defense that I found interesting, we noted that Henry Anderson and LeBron Ray were getting a lot of run as more traditional defensive ends during Thursday's preseason game and both of them were outside again and kind of you know stand up outside pass rusher roles saw a bunch of that from them we also saw Dietrich Wise Jr. doing that a bit today he's somebody who played a significant amount inside as a defensive tackle last year but he does have the versatility just like Anderson and LeBron Ray to play both inside and outside it's been curious to see those three players get more reps on the outside as outside linebacker defensive end types because the Patriots might be able to roll four or five deep right now on the interior of the defensive line. Obviously, you've got guys like Devon Godshaw, Christian Barmore, Lawrence Guy, and Carl Davis, who played really well during Thursday's preseason game and has generally been solid for them. So being able to have those three players be able to rotate in and out and potentially play more snaps on the outside could help them fill some of the edge depth that I personally think has been a bit of a concern for this team early on in camp. So that may be your answer. Instead of going out and signing like a Trey Flowers or, or somebody who, or a veteran who, who gets cut and might cost a little bit more, maybe they'll look to handle this more in-house. At the same time, it's going to get tight at that position really quickly because you have Matthew Judon. Ronnie Perkins is probably still going to make this team even though he hasn't done quite as much as you would like to see. And Anthony Jennings and Josh Uche definitely look like they're going to play significant roles. So then you might see a tight roster battle there and on the inside and some tough roster decisions coming up. That's all for today. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Make sure you're downloading, subscribing, listening on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back here tomorrow for joint practices against the Carolina Panthers. It's going to be fun. Make sure you're tuning in.